So now we're standing right in the centre of the Pitt Rivers Museum and you can see all the cases arranged around us as a, as a maze of reflective glass, dense objects, tiny labels um, and an extraordinary number of objects all around us. I'm standing here today with Andy McClellan, who's Head of Education in the Pitt Rivers, and I'm Kate White. I'm Head of Access and Public Relations, and it falls to me to think about people's visits, whether they've had a, a comfortable and relaxing time, but also what they've made of the museum, what they take home with them, whether they've learned something new or been inspired by the museum. And obviously, for me, a lot of that is communication, is writing. So this case is very relevant to my job um, and, and what I have to do because it's how you give somebody something to take away, something when you're not around yourself to speak um, and how different cultures and societies have, have worked on this and developed different methods of doing that. So I'm going to hand over to Andy now who can probably tell me an awful lot more about it. I think... Um Writing is an interesting one on what people do. So we are, as you say, we are right in the middle of the museum. There's cases in every direction as I look around. There's this totem pole from uh, the northwest coast of Canada kind of bearing over us and all the metalwork and the kind of the dim um, light of the museum. And this writing case seems to be placed in the absolute centre of the museum. Um, I don't think it's to say in any way that it's more important than anything else, but it's a wonderful place to kind of stand and just take in the kind of visual messages um, from around the world that are all around us. But um, it does make me think about writing, because I think there's beautiful things in here. I'm looking at a scarab beetle from ancient Egypt. Scarab beetle on one side, beautiful um, hieroglyph carvings on the other side. Um, I know a little bit about what, what it's useful to go onto a mummy, um, that there's kind of spells to help the heart weigh less than a feather for the person to get to the afterlife. But it does make me think about the whole purpose of writing, because this museum is everyday objects by people. But it's not the basics. It's not the just getting the food together and getting the water together. Although there, I can see things to carry food and carry water from here and things to help grow that food. But uh, most of the things here although they've been made as everyday objects, are made to be beautiful. And they represent the fact that human societies have created the time to be able to make beautiful things, to be able to do more than just stay alive and um, manipulate their environment in a beautiful way. So these are everyday yet beautiful objects. And looking in the writing case, not only do you have to have time to write, um, to write your prayers, um, to write your messages, to count, to count the things you're loaning out to people, um, they've made them incredibly beautiful. So you have an ancient Egyptian scarab and there's prayer books from Burma that are covered in gold leaf and fine drawings. And the writing itself is as beautiful as any art you could look at. And there are similar Tibetan books saying the prayer of Omani Padmi Hum and there's Norwegian books and there's just all sorts of things. There's the old, the Egyptian scarab alongside the hieratic writing, making you think about whether people use picture writing or or, um, or alphabet writing. There's um, Aztec glyphs showing the foot as a kind of direction or um, words coming out of people's mouths as pictures. And then there's even um, voting slips from the first free elections in South Africa, which I'm surrounded in this museum that feels like the museum of museums, and yet there's contemporary objects in almost every in every drawer that I open. I do wonder if the beauty 
what the degree to which the beauty is in the eye of the beholder because yes the 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 burmese material where it, 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 it is surrounded by gold leaf or whatever has has a, a kind of intrinsic beauty but a lot of these things in this case are really very mundane and made out of what you would describe as, as you know organic natural materials of brown um, and some of them have very little in the way of of decoration and yet i know exactly what you mean when you describe them as beautiful because somehow their very uh functionality the fact that they would have been lost or thrown away and were thought nothing of at the time but have have lasted for so long and made their journey into this place i, I, I think that sometimes gives them a kind of beauty or the, the, yeah. the, 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 that is a different kind of beauty there's also an element of what you're looking for at any moment thinking about what's in front of me here then the beauty of those things do stand out to me because i think the the scarab beetle is undoubtedly a beautiful thing and it then makes me think about that but you but could just as easily the, these tallies and counting sticks around here which are not beautiful are they they're just not, every not day in the, the, the no. usual use of the word i think i think once you start getting to the counting sticks and tallies you're beginning to think about what's written on the labels and we were talking before about the wonderful handwritten labels from the 1930s and these are very used objects so there's um, some sticks down at the end with notches in that says on the label were used by um, an illiterate sand seller and every week when people came and got um, bags of sand from him he'd cut another notch in the stick and then at the end of the week he'd have the stick they'd have a stick count up the notches and you'd work out how much money was saved um is it beautiful i don't know it creates a story but there is a there is a beauty of a beauty of use in an object like that and also um Everyday objects, as you say, can be in the eye of the beholder. I can remember standing in front of this case, which at the moment I'm looking at a load of bamboo pens. They're brown. They're just cut into shapes. And they're, they're, in many ways, you might say there's nothing beautiful about it. This particular boy was um, Somalian. Um, he was about 17 or 18. And we were looking to see if we could find any Somalian objects in the museum. And considering we've probably got objects from just about, if not every country in the world, we're really struggling to find anything Somalian. And um, there's a little... Um, pot a little ink pot down here which is very very plain but it's somalian and um, he clearly thought finding that somalian object that he could connect to made it one of the most beautiful objects in the museum so for him that was an object of beauty even though for me it was just a little brown ink pot mm, but um, if you're thinking about beautiful things in the museum then kate where would your eye take you from here it's unusual for us to be standing here after hours when the museum is empty and and silent um, and we have time to look and think and talk about the objects usually there's many many people wandering around and you're very aware that as you are looking at something in a case you're drawn by a bit of movement and you look up and there's somebody else the other side of that case or half a person reflected in the case beyond that and then another was that a face just moving on the case behind that and you have this sense of, of movement and 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 um, constant uh, development of thought and understanding and relationship that goes with that when you've got human beings using a place in that way but also when i look around here i'm very interested because through about four layers of glass in another direction i can see what looks like rigging and I, well of course i know it is the rigging of, of, of some ship models that we've got which is another really popular 
area of the museum. So perhaps we should, should give those a mention as well. And just as I say that, I look up and I can also see a large full-scale outrigger hung from the ceiling, um, which is, of course, in complete contrast to the rigging of the, uh, of the, um, the, the boats in the other direction. I think those boats are an interesting one because most people come along and they're, they're clearly model boats and they think, oh, these are just model boats, aren't they beautiful? I wonder if the real boat ever existed. A few of those at least are um, boat builders' models. So they would have been made by a master boat builder to show his skills and the skills of his team as a way of kind of advertising and selling his product. So although the boat might ultimately be made, the chances are there'd be adjustments made to it. So. I don't know whether anyone has tried to actually match those boats up to the real ones, but they're likely to have then developed as the um, person buying the bait um, wants to change, you know, an extra porthole here or a bit of uh, changed rigging near the back. And uh, so they're almost like technical drawings created as three-dimensional objects, which I think just adds to uh, what makes them special. But of course, Salama, the outrigger boat that's hanging in the centre of the museum from uh, Tanzania, is an amazing human invention. Actually, it dominates the museum in much the same way that the totem pole does. It also, absolutely for me, encapsulates um, the incredible creativity of human beings. Because it's totally different from a European yacht um, that has a, um, has a keel to stop it from falling over. You've got these outriggers on the side, so the boat has in, is incredibly shallow draft. You can go straight out at sea, up onto the beach, and you can go across coral reefs without ripping the bottom out of your boat and these outriggers on each side almost like stabilizers on a bicycle stop it falling over and um, a boat I mean I don't how long do you think that is it's about uh, three or four meters long mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. less than a meter wide with its outriggers mm -hmm. and um, that can that is an ocean going boat which is a truly amazing thing in itself